Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 238, and I'm calling it Stopping the What Ifs, Diving into decluttering question number two. This was a question that I got um, over email, uh, just someone just saying that they needed more on decluttering question number two. And I understand that. And um, I know that I have another podcast where I dove into, delved into as well, question number one. And just really talking through that question. Um, so I just wanted to do that with this one. It's also, uh, I'm pretty sure two weeks ago that with the podcast that came out that I had recorded before Christmas that I said, I'm going to be talking about different mindset changes as you go into the new decade. And then I wanted to talk about something else last week. And then this came up and I thought, you know what? This is a mindset change uh, because it's basically starting stopping the what ifs and the what ifs are a real big time, major issue for people like us, right? If you want somebody to think through every possible scenario that could possibly happen in any situation, call me up. I mean, I can do it. I can come up with all the what ifs all well, if this happened, then this would happen. And then this would happen. And then this would happen. And um, it's a great quality and a really scary quality that I have. So um, stopping those what ifs has been a big or busting the what ifs or dealing with the what ifs or accepting the what ifs and all the blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's all been a big part of my own process of being able to let go of stuff. Um, so I completely understand the need to talk about this. So we're gonna be talking about that. Don't forget that I do have books out there. So if you guys are just like, I mean, I, I love you guys listen to the podcast. Don't stop that. But if you've ever thought to yourself, I just need a step by step process, you know, instead of because with a podcast, you have to glean. I mean, I'm talking about one of my two decluttering questions in this one podcast today. And that's great. And we go on, we're going to go deep into it. But if you just need a step by step guide, that's where the books come in as really helpful. You can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash book. And it will have both of my books listed on there um, that you can use to really dive in. Uh, How to manage your home without losing your mind is for the person who's just completely overwhelmed with everything in their home and just thinks, I don't get this. I don't get how other people's houses are not a constant disaster. Decluttering at the Speed of Life is uh, my second book. And that one goes deep into decluttering, into the mindset changes that you have to be able to make to make actual real progress, especially as someone who has struggled with clutter on a level that's different than most people who talk about their clutter on the internet. And it also has my five step process to dealing with your clutter. So just real quickly, the five step process is step one is trash. 
Step two is easy stuff. Easy stuff I define as anything that has an established home somewhere else in the house. It's just not there for whatever reason. And then you take that stuff there. So it's getting stuff out of the space, you know, item by item. The third step is duh clutter, meaning yes, you need to get rid of it. Um, It's going to go straight into the donate box, but there's nothing to like analyze about it. Okay. Sometimes I think when you get caught up in the questions and the process and all that kind of stuff, you think that you have to put a lot of thought into every single item. Well, sometimes there are items that don't deserve thought and they just, you come along them and you go, Oh, duh, why do I have this? And it goes away. Um, And then the fourth step of the decluttering process is my two decluttering questions. And then the fifth step is implementing the container concept. And that's like the final step. Um, I have podcasts covering all of those kinds of things, but we're just going into those decluttering questions, specifically decluttering question number two. Let me tell you about one of this episode's sponsors, BetterHelp. I love hearing from listeners who consider me a friend who talks to them about this clean organizing thing every single week. But many people need someone they can talk to about struggles like grief, anxiety, trauma, and depression. BetterHelp is online counseling that gives you a way to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. So you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. If you know you need to look into getting counseling, but you're overwhelmed with how to even get started, check out BetterHelp. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do want to be clear this isn't a crisis line. One big advantage, uh, since I know that I have readers all over everywhere and all different kinds of areas is that there's a broad expertise in the network, which might not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's truly an affordable option. A slob comes clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code clean. So why not get started today? Go to BetterHelp. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash clean and simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get you matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. As you work through your clutter, and remember, this can happen in any amount of time that you have available. So I use this process anytime I'm decluttering, but y'all, I use it when I'm doing five minute pickups too sometimes because I just kind of have this item that I pick up and I need to put it away. And then I just kind of go, wait, where does this go? Okay. So I use these two decluttering questions to determine either determine the home or determine that it needs to leave my house. So the first decluttering question is, if I needed this item, where would I look for it first? Okay. That means the instinct of if I was looking for this item, if I needed it, where would I go first? to see if it was there. That is the home for the item, not some analyzed thought through, oh, where would be the best place to put this? Where do normal people keep their staplers? I don't know. But it's literally the instinct of where would I go first if I was looking for this item? Where's the first place I would look? And that is its home. And then I take it there now. So like I said, I have a whole nother podcast. There's books, there's other podcasts where I've talked about question number one. So we're not going to go in that today. But 
the thing to remember is you do not ask question number two if you answered question number one. So question number one is where would I look for this first? And you take it there now and you're done with that. That item is over. Okay. It's not clutter anymore because it's in an actual home in your house and you're actually going to find it when you need it because you're going to look in the first place where you would look for it and it's going to be there. Okay. So that item is done. And question number two doesn't even get asked for a lot of items. But question number two, I want you to remember is my second question of only two questions, which means it's the last question. It's the final thing. I do not have a list of 10 questions for you to think through and analyze whether you need things. We're basing things on facts. I do not base my decluttering process on emotions or what ifs. I have to take those out of there because my brain goes way too crazy when I allow those to be options of, you know, making these decluttering decisions. So this is the final question. Before we get to it, I just want you to know that this is the final question. Okay. If I needed this item, would it ever occur to me that I already have one? Okay. Now it's important to realize that most of the time you're not even asking this question because you answered the question, where would I look for this first? And you had a place for it. Okay. You only ask decluttering question number two, if your answer to the first question was, uh, well, huh. Um, let me think. Where would I look for this first? Uh, If you find yourself doing that, that's when you ask decluttering question number two. Okay. Now, if you want to be super ruthless, just say, well, if I couldn't answer that, I'm going to get rid of it. Okay. But we do have a second question to help you think through this process and be super realistic about this item. So the second question is, if I needed this item, would it ever occur to me that I already had one? I've got this item. When I asked the question, where would I look for it first? I didn't have an answer, which means I wouldn't have gone looking for it. So I'm asking myself this question, would it have occurred to me that I already have one? Most likely the answer to that question is no, because you didn't have a place where you would look for it first. Okay. So this is a, it's time to be realistic moment because I could not answer that first question. Would it ever have occurred to me that I already had one? And I have, this is me being honest with myself. Okay. So an example that I give is, um, glow in the dark bracelets. Okay. And I know if you guys have listened to all the podcasts, you've heard me tell this story before, but this is from the decluttering project very early on. I think it was in January when I had started my deslobification process, my practice blog, that was never going to be the thing I wrote a book about. But when I was cleaning out a junk drawer and I asked myself this question, Um, And I I came up with these two decluttering questions during that process, because it was all just random stuff. And so I came up with the if I needed this item, where would I look for it first? And I just made the decision that that's his home. Well, guess what? That has held up for 10 years now, you guys. I mean, that holds up as being the most transformative decluttering question ever for me and for a whole lot of y'all. Okay. But as I was going through, I asked myself that question about things and I got to stuff that I went, I don't know. Um, 
So I came across these glow in the dark bracelets and I knew what they were from. Like I knew what they were for. So my oldest kid had been in kindergarten two years before and the teacher would do this thing where she, they took a trip to the moon and they studied the moon and did this little fun project. And she would have all the parents in the class send in a set of 20 or however many kids there were 20 of a certain item that they would fill these boxes with, basically fill these boxes with junk, but it was really cute and it was really sweet and all that um, for the kids to have this special big day where they, you know, took a trip to the moon. Evidently people on the moon wear glow in the dark bracelets. I don't know. But anyway, that is what I had been assigned with my first child to send 20 of for these boxes. And evidently I had had an extra pack of five glow in the dark bracelets, or maybe it was four because there were 21 kids. I don't remember. Anyway, I ran across this package of glow in the dark bracelets that was shoved in the back of a junk drawer and that I had no memory of it being there. Okay. Now the reality is that my second child was in the same woman's class at that very moment when I was decluttering. And so my brain immediately went to well, you know what? There's a one in 20 ish chance that I'm going to get assigned glow in the dark bracelets again within the next couple of months. But I didn't have an answer for where would I look for glow in the dark bracelets first, because I wouldn't have looked for glow in the dark bracelets because I didn't remember that I had these glow in the dark bracelets. Okay. And because I didn't remember that I had these glow in the dark bracelets, and would never have looked for them. It was a moment of reality check for me. I had to say, are these glow in the dark bracelets useful? Well, sure. Might I need it one day? Absolutely. I had a one in 20 chance that I was going to need it within the next little while. But I had to say, I'm going to be honest with myself and admit the fact that if I was not decluttering, like my goal at this moment is for this space to be more usable and lovely. I want to like this space. I want to be able to find the things that I need. It had been a total disaster, like couldn't even open it, couldn't find anything I needed. My goal is to make this space better right now. And the truth is that if I wasn't working on this space right now with this goal of making it better, I would never have run across these glow in the dark bracelets. And the truth is, I didn't have a place to put them because I asked myself the question, where would I look for them first? And the question, the answer to that question was, I didn't have a place to look for them first because I wouldn't have gone looking for them, which means that if I was not at this moment decluttering this space with the goal of making it better, if I got assigned glow in the dark bracelets, it would never have occurred to me to go look for those glow in the dark bracelets. Like the thought would not have crossed my mind. And when I went to this Dollar Tree to get 20 glow in the dark bracelets, I would have just bought that extra package anyway. I mean, I was going to have to make that trip to the store anyway and spend one extra dollar for another five pack of bracelets. And so I made a decision. This is not because this is the perfect scenario. I mean, the perfect scenario is that I always remember everything I have. The perfect scenario is that I can always find everything I want to find. 
But this wasn't a perfect scenario. This was me saying, I have to be realistic. My goal is to make my house more livable. I need to have less stuff in it to make it more livable. Okay. At the time, I didn't know about clutter threshold, right? I was just kind of working toward that and eventually got to the point where I went, oh my goodness, I can keep my house under control now because I have only the amount of stuff I can keep under control. But I had to be realistic and just say, there are a lot of what ifs with this, but the truth is I would never have even looked for it. I would have gone out and bought another one anyway. And so, you know, if I needed this and I hadn't decluttered this space, I would have gone out, spent the money anyway, and then I would have two in my house. Okay. And I just had to get over it. I mean, that's not the kind of advice that people like me want to hear. People like what me want to hear that there's a way to have everything work out perfectly. But the truth is, I needed this space decluttered. And I had to make some hard decisions. And so I decided to get over it and just say, the reality is, I need this space to be in better shape. And I can't keep all the junk in here and have it be in better shape and make my house more livable. Okay. If my goal is to make this space better, I have to make some tough decisions. And this decluttering question too is how I do a reality check on myself and make that difficult decision to get rid of something that's totally useful. But the truth is, I didn't know I had it. I never would have gone looking for it. I would have just gone to the store and bought another one, or I made it would have made do without, which is also valid. Okay, so that is just a way to give myself a reality check to be honest with myself and say, if I wasn't decluttering this space with the goal of making it better, I would never have known this was here. I would never have looked for it and I would have survived. So it's January and every year at this time, I just naturally recommit to being really thoughtful about what our family eats. It's not a resolution. It's just a good time to assess what we're doing that works and what doesn't. I have become much pickier over the years about the quality of meat that we eat. So I love this sponsor, ButcherBox. When there's a way to make the thing I want to do, simpler and easier for me. I am all over that. So here's how ButcherBox works. They ship high quality meat right to my home monthly. All their meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Each box has nine to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals. It's packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum sealed. So it stays that way. And that right there is my actual favorite part. So it's frozen when it gets to me, there's dry ice in the box. And it goes straight into the freezer. Like I don't have to do any kind of prep work to get it ready to freeze. It's just ready to go into my freezer. It's very, very hassle-free. I can customize my box or I can go with one of theirs. Either way, I get exactly what I want. Right now, you can get two pounds of salmon absolutely free, plus $20 off your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash slob. That's B-U-T-C-H-E-R box.com slash slob, or use the promo code slob at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash slob, or use promo code slob at checkout. The problem with this question is that as you're decluttering, well, I see those um, 
I see the glow in the dark bracelets. And so I know they're there now. And yet I didn't have a place where I ever would have looked for them. And so this is just kind of my reality check. I'm going to get rid of it. This thing needs to go because I would never have thought to go look for it. Okay. I know it's hard, but that's part of this whole process is just working through the, all the what ifs and going, the what if is a legitimate what if, and yet I'm going to survive. You guys, here's the thing I can tell you now, not based on that initial time when I made this decision to, you know, get rid of things that I didn't remember that I had that I would never have gone looking for. Um, when I made that decision, you know, was 10 years ago now. I have been decluttering this way now for 10 years. I have gotten rid of a lot of things, like a lot of things, just because I said, I am going to be honest with myself and admit that I would never have looked for this. It would have just sat here. I would have bought another one or I I would have done without. And yes, I've had decluttering regrets. I've had times where I'm like, oh, I got rid of that because I never would have looked for it. But now I remember I had it and now I actually need it. And it's frustrating because I have to go out and buy another one. You know what? I've survived. I've survived. But there has to be that final, this is how I'm going to make this decision. Do you know what I mean? Like there has to be that this is the thing that's going to make me say yes or no. All right. And that is how I make that decision is I say, let me be honest. I couldn't answer that first question. Where would I look for it first? And so now that I can't answer that question, let me be real honest with myself. Would it ever have occurred to me that I had one? No. Okay. It's going to be donated. All right. So it's not fun, but I'm telling you it works and you'll survive. Okay. Because the reality is if you didn't know you had it and you would have gone out and bought another one anyway, if you hadn't decluttered this space, you would have been oblivious and you would have spent that money anyway and had more clutter in your house. Meanwhile, I get to live with a decluttered space between now and this hypothetical time when I might need it. And I get to enjoy that space. So I also decided um, this is one of the ways that I put monetary value on empty space in my home on usable space in my home. So I ask myself the question. Now this is, you know, the decluttering questions are very concrete and very okay. You know, would it have ever occurred to me that I already had one? No, it goes in the donate box. Okay. But we're, we're diving into this question and kind of giving you some around the about, about, around the about, who knows? Anyway, who knows what I'm saying, but around about way of thinking through this to make you willing to ask those concrete questions. Okay. So one of the ways that I do it is I look at it as, you know, because monetary is a big part of the reason why it's really hard for me to get rid of something that I might need in the future, you know, but that five pack of glow in art bracelets was worth a dollar. And there's a lot of stuff that I hold on to that really the replacement value is a dollar. Okay. So, or ish or whatever it would be. Um, as I get rid of that item, I will sometimes just remind myself, okay, that if someone was to say, would you pay a dollar for this disastrous junk drawer to be cleaned out and usable, and you know what's in it and be able to get to what's in it and be able to find what's in it. If someone asked me if I would pay a dollar for that, I'd be like, yeah, I'll 
pay you double just out of gratefulness? You know, am I willing to pay a dollar for this space to be decluttered and usable between now and this hypothetical time when I might need this item in the future? If my answer is yes, that's what I'm doing here, okay, is I'm going to just get rid of this item and, you know, run the risk that I might have to pay a dollar to replace it in the future. Or I might never have to pay a dollar because in the vast majority of cases, I don't ever have to spend that dollar in the future. See what I'm saying? So I put that value on there. Maybe it's not something that's a dollar. Maybe it's something that costs a lot more than a dollar. Maybe it's $20, $30, $40. Looking at that space and saying, okay, I would never have gone looking for this item. Yes, it's a $20 item that I might possibly need in the future. But the reality is I would never have gone looking for it. So I either would have done without because I didn't want to spend $20 or $30 and I would have survived or I would have gone out and spent $20 or $30 anyway. And then I would have really kicked myself eventually when I was decluttering this space because I'd be like, oh my goodness, I spent $20 or $30 on that thing and I already had a $20 or $30 item just like it, okay? But again, I can ask myself the same question. Would I give someone $20 for this item right here or this space right here to be decluttered between now and this hypothetical time? There's a lot of times when I'm frustrated with my house and I'm like, I would totally give someone $20 for this space to be decluttered. Okay, so thinking of it that way, another thing, and I know I've said this before, but I just love it so much. Tish Oxenreiter, I think she still has a podcast. The Simple Show is what it was called for a while or Simple or I don't know. Anyway, but I heard her say one time that she views the thrift store as her storage unit, okay? So she looks at these items. And she's like, is this something that I could find at a um, thrift store pretty easily? Okay, well, then I'll donate it. And if I ever need it again, I can run to a thrift store and probably find one for two bucks. Okay, and that two bucks is my storage unit fee for having, you know, left. It's not the exact same item, obviously. But you know, she just thinks of it that way. And I love that so much. That right there all those what ifs, a lot of times for me, it's money. But the, the truth is, you didn't have a place that you would even look for it. You didn't have a place for it. And here's the other thing too to remember. I'm not saying everything that surprises you when you're decluttering has to go into the donate box. Okay, I'm not saying that just because you didn't remember you had it, that it automatically goes in the to the donate box. Now we have decluttering question number one. And decluttering question number one is, where, if I was looking for this, where would I look for it first? Okay. So if you are decluttering something, if you come up, if you pull up this, I know I'm in my bedroom right now. So I'm saying that you pull up this hanger and you're like, oh, I forgot I had that really cool looking hanger, but you have an answer to where would I look for this hanger first? Well, in my closet. So I go and I take it there right now. It's done. I don't have to ask that second question. Okay, so there's not this angsty analysis of things. The whole goal here is to work through clutter really quickly. Okay, I hope that's helpful. And just to remember that getting over these what ifs is so hard, but you are going to get better at it. Because every time you go ahead and stick it in the donate box, and then need it again later, and get frustrated with yourself, but also realize I've really enjoyed the decluttered space. Okay, when I'm acknowledging the fact that there's value in this decluttered space, and man, I can't believe I got rid of 
that Christmas sweater and here I need a Christmas sweater for a party. Oh my goodness. And you live through it because you realize that you can grab something at Walmart for really cheap or it's really fun to run by the thrift store and get you one, whatever. Every time you live through that experience, you're going to be better able to do that quickly and easily the next time. Okay. So like, it's not going to be as angsty for you the next time when you have some experience under your belt, because that's where that momentum comes in. Okay. Is you're like, oh yeah, I totally regretted something last time. And yet I lived through it. And in the end, I was glad to have a less, have less stuff in my house. So, okay. Yeah. I'll live through it. It, it gets so much easier. And remember, these are the questions I use instead of things like, is this item useful? Y'all, things are useful to me. They aren't useful to anybody in the entire world. Because I'm like, well, you know what I could turn that into? You know what I saw one time on Pinterest? Whatever. Useful is not something I can ask myself. I am basically saying, do I have the space for this in my home? And will I be able to find it when I actually need it? basing that on my instinct of where I would look for it first. Okay, I am not usefulness. Yeah, there's a lot of useful stuff in this world that I don't need in my house. What if it's valuable? Well, then sell it, but sell it right now. You know, I'm not big on selling. But my thing is, if you feel the need to sell it because you think it's worth money, then sell it right now sell it and figure out how much time it takes to actually sell something and get the price that you want. And then you're going to look at items and you're going to think, oh, that's valuable, but I wouldn't get enough for that to make it worth my time to go through the whole eBay process or Facebook marketplace or however you want to do it. It will change how you view those things. So go ahead and do it. Is it valuable to me? Because here's the thing too. Is it valuable It's not as valuable as you're thinking if you don't have a place for it in your house and you don't actually like it and want it, okay? I mean, like just keeping it because it's valuable, but you don't actually like it or use it, well, then it's not actually valuable. See what I'm saying? So if it's valuable in a way, but you don't want it in your house, then try to get that value out of it and get rid of it. Um, sell it, but all those things I just said before too. Does that make sense? Um, what if you have to buy another one? We talked about that. Okay. Placing the value that you, w- what you would spend on this item, placing that value on this decluttered usable space between now and that hypothetical time. Okay. So I hope that's been helpful. Again, as I said, go and listen to the book. I talk through all of these things and the whole process and the getting a space from total disaster to, okay, it's actually the way it needs to look with all of those, this is just one step in this process. And it's a step that you don't use all that often. And just to remember that the purpose of the question is mostly as a reality check, a reality check that something needs to go into the donate box. Okay, it needs to leave my house, because I'm being realistic about the fact that I would never have gone looking for this. Okay, and and that's the part to remember more than anything. It's not just did I remember I had it, it's would I have gone looking for it if I needed it? Because because that when you really start thinking through that, that makes you go, okay, then it it doesn't actually exist in my house. Like it, as an, a useful item, it doesn't exist because I would never have gone looking for it. It's only function that it's actually serving in my house right now is that it's taking up space. It is clutter. It is 
causing me frustration, even though I didn't know specifically it was there, I knew I had way too much stuff in my house. Okay. And so the only purpose that it's serving is to be this ambiguous space taker that's frustrating me. Okay. All right. I hope that's helpful. And um, just want to remind you guys, I think I've got another interview coming up next week, a strategy session with one of my Patreon people, which was really fun. But if you would like to join Patreon, be a patron of the show, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean and um, find out more about the perks that are involved in that. One of those being a super secret Facebook group um, with lovely people in it. So, all right, I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Y'all know I am all about identifying what things you can do to make overwhelming tasks possible. Buying a home or selling a home can be completely overwhelming. Finding just the right realtor can make the whole process so much easier. That's why I want to tell you about Redfin. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. I know firsthand what a difference having the right real estate agent can make. We would have been lost without ours when we bought our current home and sold our old home a couple of years ago. Download the Redfin app to get started. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.